Okay, this week we go, the, the coming parsha is Gdoshim. Gdoshim means you should be holy. What is to be holy? We'll not get into whole details that we have to learn a whole week about that. We'll speak about one mitzvah that's in this parsha that this will lead us to the whole concept of blessings over food and so on. But let's not jump ahead. Go Start with source number one. When you come to the land and you plant any food tree, you shall surely block its fruit from use. It shall be blocked from you, from use for three years, not to be eaten. A tree is planted for the first three years, you cannot eat the produce of the food. Nobody can enjoy it. Isn't this where the, um, the upsharing starts, the concept of the upsharing starts that's, That comes from it, yes, yes, it there is. is something to it. I remember you saying yeah. this during the blessing for Aaron's upsharing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The concept of what we want, you write, but we will not go to it. It's too complicated. But you write. Go ahead. So is it from three years, like let's say you plant a seed and then you wait three years, or when you plant the, the, the actual three, tree and then you wait And three actually, years? actual tree, and then the tree, uh, I think from exactly from a planting or from, I don't know exactly how you start to count it. Okay. But uh, the first three years of the tree, we don't, we don't benefit from the trees. When exactly? Because it's not complete trees. Tubishvat, you know, we say Tubishvat is Rosh Hashanah for the trees. That's how you start to count. If it was, if, if a third of the of the, the if it was a third of the year before Tubishvat, it's very complicated laws. But in general, that's the rule. Okay. <coughs> Go ahead. And in the fourth year, all its fruit shall be holy, a praise to the Lord. On the fourth year, we take the fruit to the temple, and we eat them in, the, in Jerusalem. And then, the fifth year, go ahead. And in the fifth year, you made its fruit. Do this in order to increase its produce for you. I am the Lord your God. Yeah. Then this is the mitzvah, and the mitzvah is not only in Israel, it's also in the diaspora. We have to practice it. It's all discussion, but in general. Does this only go for um, the trees, or like blueberry bushes, or raspberry? Uh, trees, trees. Okay, so it's only just trees. Yes, and then becomes all discussion. What is a tree? What is not a tree? No. So. Other, uh, so like blueberries and raspberries and I'm not, not that I'm a gardener and I know how blueberries and raspberries are growing, but I don't think so. Oh, they grow in the store, right? They grow in the store. Even not in the store, I don't even need them, then I don't know anything yeah, about they're them. They're bushes, they're not trees. They're not trees. It's only trees, it's specifically trees. Rabbi, but the real mitzvah here is that you, you first you serve God, then you serve yourself. We're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. Young man, we're getting there. Okay, what's now, that because you came and gave an opinion, read the next uh, source. Uh, source two, the reason for the commandment, both the prohibition of the three years and the sanctification of the fourth year, is to honor God with the first of all of our crops, the fruits of the tree and the grapes of the vine. Therefore, we do not partake of them until one year's crops are brought before God. That means to say, it has to be first brought to God, then we can enjoy it. Now comes an explanation why we have to wait three years. The first three years, however, are unsuitable for sanctification due to the small size of its yield and because the tree does not give forth a good smell and taste at the start. Most trees don't bear fruit at all until the fourth year. They don't even bear fruit, it says. That's Nachmanides. And therefore, so, continue, we therefore... We therefore wait, and we do not partake of them until we bring a yield of good fruits to be sanctified before God in Jerusalem, and there we eat the fruit and praise God. That means to say like this, 
you want to bring to God first, but you cannot bring to God something shvach, you know, a little, little food that, that's embarrassing. That you wait three years, the fourth year you bring it to God, and then you enjoy it. First you give to God, then you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, some trees don't even produce anything three, four years. Like even if you plant like apple tree, it will take uh, at least three years for the apple. So there would be no fruit first three years. That's what that's, that's, so, then it's not a problem. Then the fourth so, year you went so to the temple. It's from the time you planted. It, yes. It nothing yes. to do with how many uh, how many uh, trees they how many how fruit many they bought from the yield. It yes. Matter. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. This commandment. I've been waiting for 10 years. This commandment. Oh, you were you? <laughs> I saw the car. I saw it's coming from a place of frustration. <laughs> but I still don't get anything. 10 years later. Nothing. Patience, patience, patience. <laughs> it's, like, it's like with your kids. It takes time to get naches. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you will be waiting for from trees early, right? <laughs> Go ahead, uh, finish this little piece. Uh, this commandment is similar to the commandment of first fruit. When one bring, brings the first and best of his crop on the Shabbat festival. Yeah. You know, Bikurim is for the If we bring to the temple the first crop uh, to the temple, and then we, then we can enjoy it. This is the concept of, that you learn in the parasha, that you have to give first to God. Basically, you have to recognize that everything is coming from God. As Ilya said it so nicely, hmm. it's all about recognizing whatever you have is to God, then you can, you can enjoy it. Here we come to speak about the real classes about blessings. You know, before we say, right? Jewish people are obsessed with blessings. For every little thing, they say a blessing. We drink water before we say, before we, I drink the water, I say, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu, Sheakol Niyabit Varod, that everything became, is, is being created by His word, by the word of God. For every type of food and vegetable, and every, everything has a blessing. Not only food has blessings, even mitzvahs have blessings. Everything has a blessing. What's behind us, all idea of blessing? That's a question. That's what you're going to learn today. Please. The Torah commands us to bless God after eating satisfying food. As the Torah states, when you have eaten and are saturated, and shall bless God to the Lord. Okay, from the, from the Torah, there is a mitzvah to thank God after you eat. Say thank you to God. That's in the Bible. In the book of Deuteronomy, it says you have to, that's from the Bible, we have to say thank you to God after we eat food. The rabbis added something to it. Continue. In addition, the rabbis ordained that we recite blessings before partaking of any food. Similarly, when smelling a pleasant fragrance, one should recite a blessing and then derive pleasure from it. The rabbi said it's not enough to say thank you after, before you eat. Like before you eat, it's please, and then there is thank you. Everything belongs to God. Then what do you mean you're taking it? It's yours? It's your grandma does. What is this? It's God. They say, God, can I take it? That's a blessing before. And after, it's thank you. Continue. Anyone, and the same thing is about smelling. You know, we say the psamim by Avdala, we, we say a blessing over. We, before we smell something good, we should say a broche. Or, uh, that God created the smell. We're thanking God for the smell too, for everything. 
You know, when you, there is a blessing, when somebody who is, uh, when, you, when your father is rich and he left you a big uh, inheritance, mm. then when, you fa- when the parent dies, you say a blessing, you're thanking God for the inheritance, basically. You say, I'm sorry, I mean, God is the true job that he dies, it's a blessing of the loss. Even for losses, we say a blessing, and a blessing for the gain. We say a blessing for everything. Besides the most popular blessing in America, Sheikh Yano. <laughs> and somebody once told me in one of the Jewish day schools, said, oh, whenever uh, uh, one of the little kids get, uh, loses a teeth, we say Sheikh Yano. I said, for losing a teeth, you say Sheikh Yano. <laughs> Says for something good happens. In any case, that's not a, that's not a reason to say Sheikh Yano, just <laughs> a, a side note. Okay, continue. Anyone who derives benefit from this world without reciting a blessing is considered as if he misappropriated a sacred article. Like you're, you're, like you're stealing from God. It's, like it's, it's a sacred that belongs to God. The rabbis also... Ordain that one should recite a blessing after eating or drinking anything. Yeah. Oh. Then, really, from the Torah, you're only after the food and only when you're satisfied. The rabbi said before the blessing, before you eat anything, and after the blessing, even after the food, even if you're not, you're not satisfied, you not, cannot breathe. If you ate something, you should say you should, there is a blessing after the, after the food, after everything that you eat. That you are busy with blessing. Now the mm-hmm. Talmud comes and tells us what's going on. Source number four, please. Rabbi Akiva said, a person is forbidden to taste anything before he recites a blessing. The sages taught in a Tasefet, Tosefta. And a Tosefta, one is forbidden to derive benefit from this world, which is a property of God, without reciting a blessing beforehand. One who derives benefit from this world without reciting a blessing is considered as if he has misappropriated sacred articles of the temple. Yeah, a person cannot enjoy life without a blessing before. It's not is. We are all go around entitled. Belongs to me. I have to. I don't, what do you mean? It's, my, it's mine. Everything belongs to God. I should say thank you about every little thing I, I have to. Rabbi, continue. Rabbi Yehuda said. Rabbi Yehuda said that Shmuel said, one who derives benefit from this world without a blessing, it is as if he enjoyed objects consecrated to God, as it is stated, the earth and all all its and all it contains is the Lord's. The land and all it contains belongs to the Lord. You know that Jewish people have a tradition. You know, you write in your book the name. People should not belong to you, shouldn't get lost. Before this, we write this line, La Hashem The land, the earth and everything belongs to God. Then I write my name. So to speak, it's not mine. It belongs to God. No, it belongs to me. For this one. Until, until I lose it, until I give it over to somebody else. The book is forever. No human being is, is, is forever. I mean, the book is longer than the human being. Nothing is forever. Rabbi Levi raises uh, a contradiction. Continue. Rabbi Levi raised, raised a contradiction. It is written, the earth and all it contains is the Lord's. And it is written elsewhere. The heavens are the Lord's and the earth he has given over to mankind. We just said in the prayers this morning in the, in the Hallel, we said... Um, and one, in this verse, it's written, the, the, her, the heaven is to God, and the earth belongs to people. Then one verse says, the earth belongs to God. The other verse says, the, the earth belongs to us. Then what? It's a contradiction in two verses in the Bible. 
The job of the Talmud is one of the main, what the Talmud is doing is they, they take everything that's written in the Bible and they try to make sense of it. There's a contradiction. In one place it's written that the earth belongs to God. In the other place it's written that the earth belongs to us. Heaven is to God, the earth belongs to us. And what do we do with it? Well, who is right? The Talmud answers, he himself... And he himself resolves a contradiction. This is not difficult. Here, the verse that says that the earth is the Lord's refers to the situation before a blessing is recited. And here, where it says that he gave the earth to mankind, refers to after a blessing is recited. You understand? There is no contradiction. Before you said the broche, it belongs to God. After you say the broche, it's yours. God gave you permission to use it. Now it's mine. So whoever is not saying a prayer is stealing. Exactly. He should go to jail. The problem is... He can, but the problem is, he does know about it. Therefore, therefore, we cannot, we cannot uh, sue him. Because they don't know. We cannot blame him. He has to give back double and I for that. Oh, not ask double. We ask Jesus should say the broche. That's it. Rabbi, yeah. Who said sort of the first blessing, or who got the ball rolling? Is it Abraham? Abraham taught people to say thank you to God. Yes, he used to invite people to his tent, and he told them to say thank you to God. And if they didn't want to thank God, he said them pay. Hmm. That was fair. If you don't, it's not. If it's not, if it's yours, then pay for. It. If you want it to be yours, not God, pay. So just kind of what came to mind is uh, that when you see. And all these movies, and it's not about Jews, just the regular like Christians. They're sitting, they actually doing the same thing. They they saying a prayer before they starting. Absolutely, food. And it came probably from uh, for like, Judaism. Uh, sure, they also have yeah, to say but, thank you to God, and they also have to before they eat, they should say that it belongs to God. These things, prayers, and this that belongs to them too. They have to ask. They have to have live with this awareness that everything belongs to God. Yes. We actually watching yesterday like one movie serial, and it was uh, like a Christian kind of like funeral, but it was said word to word what we saying at at our funeral. Chapter twenty told, yes. The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Thank God for them. Therefore, they just like to say this prayer too. <laughs> word so, to word. So, if you're going to the store and you're buying something, yeah. do you say? Like you, it's only when, when you benefit, when you benefit personally, when you consume again, when you when you buy, it, go to the store. It's a preparation for the blessing. It's a preparation for the mitzvah, so to speak. It's like when you build the sukkah, we don't say a blessing. When we go in the sukkah and we eat there, then we say the blessing. Okay. When you bake the matzah, you don't say the blessing. When you eat the matzah, you say the blessing. What about uh, reading a book? Reading a book, <coughs> we don't say a bracha for reading a book. We say a bracha before every morning for learning Torah. When you're learning Torah, we say a bracha. But there's a, there's a blessing before you uh, study Torah. Yes. Before you study Torah, that's, that's in Torah. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, and that's why when we come up to the Torah, we say a bracha. It's a thanking God. Before I learn Torah, I thank God mm-hmm. for learning Torah. Yeah, that's what it is. So do you have to say, a, like, there's, when you, so for bread, it's the, mo, you say mozi. When it's a, a fruit of the tree, ha'ed. Yes. Like, 
what if you don't know what it like? Very I good. don't know all the different ones. You're so right. Like, I don't know for coffee. Like, what would coffee yeah. be? There is one general blessing. Is it good coffee? Actually, we joined the club. Thank you. <laughs> that everything was created by his word. By his, by God, his tense, God's utterance. God created the world by his word, by talking, by word. That we say, thank you for God. Everything was created by your word, basically. It's so a general you blessing. That, it's you covering if you don't, yes. If you don't know which blessing, that's what you say. Okay, you're going to have to repeat that for me again. She'akol. 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 Niha. <laughs> tell, you tell them how to spell it. I don't know how to spell it in no, English. Okay. Bidvaro. You can call me middle of the night. I say the blessing. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, anytime. Okay, say it again. Sheakol. Nia. Bidvaro. Very good. Good enough for now. <laughs> you learn, you no, learn. I'll don't worry. You learn. <laughs> So that, that's what I was trying to do. It didn't come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, finish it. Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa said, anyone who derives benefit from this world without a blessing, it is as if he stole from God and the community of Israel, as it is stated, whoever robs his father and his mother and says, it is no transgression, he is the companion of a destroyer. The who is the father and mother? Go ahead. The phrase, his father, refers to none other than God, as it is stated, he is not your father who created you. Does he not your father that he created you? It's a question, it should be a question mark. Is he not, is he not your father that he created you? And continue, I'm sorry. The phrase, his mother, refers to none other than the community of Israel, as it is stated, hear my son the discipline of your father, and do not forsake the Torah of your mother. The mention, of Torah, the mention of the Torah as emanating from the mouth of the mother apparently means that your mother is the community of Israel. A little more. <laughs> yeah, then, we have, then somebody takes, a, he takes something without a blessing, he steals God and the Jewish people. Forget about God, we will swim. He's stealing everybody. What is the meaning? What is the meaning of the, of the continuation of the verse? He is the companion of a destroyer. Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa said, He is a companion of Jeroboam ben Nevat, who corrupted Israel before their father in heaven by sinning and causing others to sin. Well, Jeroboam ben Nevat was a bad guy. And to be compared to Jeroboam ben Nevat is not a good idea. <laughs> Too noisy. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm not just standing there. What's before? To turn on the air conditioning there. That's good, 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 perfect now. Hopefully it's perfect. But it's too hard, it's too cold. You know me already by now. Yeah. Okay, then, then Yeravon ben Evod was the first king who divided the kingdom of Israel into two kingdoms, set up idols in two, in two centers in Israel, and made all the Jewish people see that we compare, the Talmud compares a guy who doesn't say a blessing to this guy. <laughs> But we're, talking, we're not talking about people who don't know about blessings. We're talking about people who know, who grew up in a home like me, and they don't do it purposely, then it's compared to them. And anybody else doesn't know, we have to teach them. It's all about teaching. Okay, please, source number five. Just as we recite blessings for benefit, which we derive from the world, we should also recite blessings for each mitzvah before we fulfill it. 
Similarly, the sages instituted many blessings as expressions of praise, of praise and thanks to God and as a means of petition so that we will always remember the Creator even though we have not received any benefit or performed a mitzvah. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 600, what, 13 mitzvahs and whatever, you have to remember each one and say the prayer and, no, and, no, and no, realize no. that you're doing it and yeah. say the prayer? First of all, yes, but the, the truth is no. <laughs> okay. Okay, for example, you light candles, you say a blessing for you light the candles, right? Think about it. You, you say we blow the shofar, the chazan says a blessing before, every, before we blow the shofar and everybody says amen. And make Yiddish, you say a blessing. Every mitzvah, give me a mitzvah that we do, we put on film, we say the blessing, we put on film. Before we do a mitzvah, we say a blessing. And uh, Hanukkah, we light the candles. Before we light the candles, we say Asher Hanukkah, right? Everything is a mitzvah. Then uh, everything is a blessing. Every mitzvah is a blessing. Now, certain mitzvahs do not have a blessing because it's not clear. It's a whole company. For example, giving charity, you don't have a blessing. You don't say a blessing before. You know why? Why should we not give a, make and say a blessing before we give charity? What do you think? No, it's, it's, not, it's not about self-importance, maybe. First of all, because... Um, we're not doing it for ourselves, we're doing it for others. It doesn't make a difference why you're doing it. You say, you're doing it for God. You should say a blessing. I know, but still mitzvah not. That's why I'm telling you. First of all, because the poor man might die until you finish the blessing. He needs to eat now something. Mm. Um, charity is not necessarily money, it's also food. But also, maybe the receiver will not want to receive it. Then you cannot say a blessing over a mitzvah and you're not sure. You need somebody else's cooperation. That's why you cannot say a blessing. Mm. Then not in every mitzvah you say a blessing. Comes to charity, just give the money. Don't give me too many blessings. <laughs> in any case, that's what he says also. We say we, we, we praise God for many things. Every morning when you wake up, we say blessing. How many blessings is it there in the morning? No? You never counted? Uh, yeah, I know. There are 13, 14, 15? Yeah, something like this. For standing up, for being able to walk, for being able to get dressed, a blessing for, then we have the, ble right? You see all of them? Sure. You're supposed to say 100 a day, right? Well, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I don't want to shock them in one time. <laughs> then they will never come back. Huh? So this goes back into last week. Lesson, yeah. When we're talking about, they're supposed to say three blessings a day. Three when prayers say, a day. Three, no, three no. prayers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We right. talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave it a little bit last week because I knew I don't want to get it everything in one time. So mm -hmm. we're supposed to say these prayers. So pr first of all, prayer is not the same as a blessing. In the, the Amida prayer is blessings. Prayers is a combination of prayers and blessings. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, prayers is full of blessings actually. So you're saying, so we say three blessings a day. Three morning. prayers a day. Three prayers a day, I'm sorry. Three, se here is the right word, three services a day. Okay, three services a day. Um, and then you had also said the spontaneous one in the middle of the day, which is not one of those three, were, oh, Thank God for whatever it was. That is not a blessing. This is, this, is, this is your own personal prayer to God, and you don't mention the name of God in, in the whole text of the blessing. Okay. Um, the 12 Torah passages, is that a mix of blessings? It's not blessings. It's Torah passages that you learn what, are the, what, is what God wants from a Jew in life. It's not blessings. No, the blessings are separate things. Okay, so three prayers, prayers a day, day where well, that includes many blessings. And there, but these three 
prayers are supposed to be at very specific times. Yes, yes. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. Within the morning, anytime you want. Within the afternoon, whenever you want. Till the evening, whenever you want. But also, that is times. <laughs> when beginning, yeah, that is times. Okay. And there are specific ones that you're supposed to say. Yes, yes. And then in addition, there's the spontaneous ones that come from... Yeah, that comes from your heart. That's beautiful and, and, and does nice. does that count as one of the three? It's not, no, that's it's an additional. A, it's an additional. Okay. We're basically busy praying and thanking God the whole day and all night, and we're still not so nice. You understand? <laughs> Rabbi, so what about Psalms? They're passages, Psalms is, right? pra- is praises of God. Yeah, that's your personal <laughs> praises of God. But they're not mm. blessings. They're not blessings. They're, praises, they're prayers. They're praises, right. praises of God, yes. No, not blessing. Blessing is when you say Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech Haolam. That's mm-hmm. a blessing. Mm-hmm. Whenever you don't say Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech Haolam, it's a prayer, not a blessing. A blessing is Baruch means thank you God. I bless you God. That's what blessing means. I'm blessing you God for giving me. Blessed are you God. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Okay, please continue. Um, the Rebbe? Yeah, please. The purpose of a blessing is to bless and thank God for all of the good things that he has done for us in this world, as well as to thank him for the commandments that he gave us. Mm-hmm. We educate even young children who aren't yet capable of understanding anything, that when they wish to eat something or even just drink a little water, they first need to recite a blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, by whose word all things came to be. Oh, that's the... Exactly! Exactly! Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. You see, if you will. Now you know. Sheakol, you see the three words? Yeah. They skip the, the regular text, and they, that's the three last words. Sheakol, nihia, bidvaro. You see it? Very good. Now all... It's okay. Now you're a whole night to sit in bed. Sheakol, nihia, bidvaro. Two o'clock in the morning, you guys, you wake up. Sheakol, nihia, bidvaro. Nihia. 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 Was. Became. Because of his work. Is, is, a, is, is created. Yeah. Okay. One more paragraph, please. But this raises a question. A blessing is a matter of the deepest meaning. Even an adult needs to contemplate them deeply in order to understand them. Why then is it necessary to educate a young child in this regard? The answer is that Torah brings even the loftiest matters down to a young child. We do not say he's too young to understand. Judaism doesn't believe in this thing. Oh, that's for adults, that's for people. And whatever we believe and whatever we do, we start when he's two years old. This is the time to engrave in the soul of every Jewish child, Judaism. And whatever you put in them when they are young, very young, stays forever. Later, it's too late. Adults, everyone is a chochem, everyone is a philosopher. Oh, I don't understand, I don't believe, I don't this, I don't yance. You teach a child, this, the, the loftiest concept, uh, connect, God is accessible to everyone, to a, la- to a baby as much as to me, as to the greatest, to Moses. The, because God is unlimited, that they connect the relationship between God and the smartest human being is, the, is between a little kid and the smartest human being is the same, the same uh, way to, the, to God. Just as, uh, just as the smartest human being cannot really understand God, so to the young child. And when it comes to God, we are all equal. Okay, um, Mr. Sims, you want to continue? 
Requesting permission to be more specific. Would you mind? Would you mind to yeah, turn your face here yeah, that we project your voice to our direction? Thank you. Requesting permission to be more specific. The blessing begins with the word baruch, which is related to the Hebrew word mavri, to channel, to layer a vine branch through the ground to sprout a new vine. The meaning of this is that whenever we wish to enjoy something in this world, it must first be brought down from above. We have Baruch means to bring it down. It's almost an expression of pulling down, bringing it down, channeling it down. That's what Baruch means. One of the meaning of the word Baruch in, in Hebrew. As the Talmud teaches, one who derives benefit from this world without a blessing, it is as if he enjoys God's uh, objects consecrated to God, and it is as if he stole from God in the community of Israel, as it is stated, whoever robs his father and his mother. The verse states that the earth and all it contains is the Lord's. The contradictory verse, the earth he has given over to mankind, is only true after a blessing is made. We say this even to a child. He also needs to know that before he enjoys anything, he needs to ask permission from God and draw it down into this world. You teach a child from the very young age. They come to me, my kids used to come to me. What blessing do you have to say? He gave him a candy, he's asking right away, which blessing he has to say. That's a basic concept. They're just like kids in, kids, kids in preschool, babies. So what's the magic word? Please. The magic word to God, please. Such a basic thing. Every child can understand it. And that's how he grows up. Before he's putting something in his mouth, he says, thank you, God. He, say, he, gets, he asks permission from God. Only then he puts it in his mouth. Continue. Uh, no, no, sorry. No the next word in the in um, the next word in the uh, blessing is you. Ata, right? Baruch Ata. We, the, the Rebbe divides is dissecting every word to to explain what it means. Baruch means bringing it down, recognizing that that's coming. We have to get it from God to us. The next word is Ata. What's Ata? You. Who are you talking to? To God, straight. Go ahead. Even a child turns to God directly in the second person because even a child needs to know that God is present near him. God isn't in the seventh heaven and, and not uh, only in the Holy Land and not even just in the next room. Something that can't be seen directly isn't referred to in the second person as you, but in the third person as he. Uh, but God is present in the same room as the child nears him face to face, even if someone is in the same room, but is behind the person and not face to face, he can be addressed directly as you. He says like this, he says, God, the whole idea of saying Baruch Atah is to recognize that God is in front of me. It's not like somebody who is in the seventh heaven. There is a God somewhere. It's not somebody who is in the land of Israel, the holy land, you're going to see God. He's not even in another room. It's not talking about a third person even. God is in front of me. When I stay, when I take something to eat, I have to say, God, I'm talking to you. Thank you. Everyone has a relationship with God, no matter who you are. That's why we say Baruch Atah. I'm speaking to God, every one of me. It's like people say, no, I'm not worthy. You pray to God. People tell me, nice, you pray to God. I'm not worthy to pray to God. Everyone prays to God. Everyone should pray to God. God speaks ears to everyone. And everyone has, this, has a, a clear channel, a personal channel to God. And God is in front of you. Now, does this work? This works for anything. Like, not just 
and you food can. that we consume, but like the phone that we bought before we use it for the first time and claim that we that it's ours. You should say thank you, God. We thank God for but we don't, we don't say a bracha. There is no baruch atah Hashem elokeinu. There is shechiano. Maybe when you buy, they know, they, you know, people sometimes wait for the new version and like a whole night and they pay like $12,000 $12, for the new version <laughs> of the cell phone. For such a cell phone, you probably can say shechiano. <laughs> probably allowed to say shechiano. But a regular cell phone, you just say thank God. In, instead of to buy a warranty for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, yeah. The man-made No, no, it's not about man-made. Whatever, we are, here is the rule. We cannot create new, new rules. Whatever the rabbi said is a blessing, there is a blessing. Whatever there is no blessing, it's not free for all. I love this, I'll say a blessing for the watch. Oh, I love this watch, I'll say a blessing for that. I don't love it, I don't like the, the tea, I just drink it because I have nothing else, I'm not saying a blessing. It doesn't work like this. There is rules, but the concept is true. Yeah, we say thank you God for everything we enjoy, yes. If you're, if you're not sure, like in that movie, is there a blessing for a czar? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. May God, exactly. God bless keep the czar far away from us. Exactly. The blessing for the sewing machine. Yeah, it's a fiddler. Yeah, fiddler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Uh huh. Uh, fiddler on the roof. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you don't know. You're not Jewish if you didn't see Fiddler on the roof in America. Twenty times, you just don't remember that. No. That's, that's like more, more important than Bar Mitzvah, could be even more important than the Bris in America. You <laughs> have to say the Peter Adolf. I can't tell you every time I use that one. Okay, we'll go to the third word, Baruch Atah Hashem, God. Go ahead, Avia. Three, the eternal God. When we continue to identify you as God using the tetragram, don't worry about this word, next. The Zahar explains that the Tetragrammaton yeah, uh, means he was, he is, and he will be. The spelling of the word, the name of God, Yud, Hei, Vav, as in it, the spelling for three words. He was, he is, and he will be. That means the name of God teaches us, when you say the name of God, you say God was before the world was created, is now, and it will be forever, even after the world will be gone. Meaning that, oh, okay. Go ahead. Meaning that God is eternal. Is eternal, go ahead. Unlike all worldly matters that are temporal. Everything is temporary. Nothing is forever. All Only God. Uh, the Kabbalist. Kabbalist. Also explain that the tetragrammaton is uh, related to the word for forming, that God is continually forming everything. God, what he says here, God is continually forming everything. You know, God created the world. He didn't create the world and he left. He's constant, constantly creating the world. The best, you know, you know, you know infl inflammables, the, 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 the inflatables. You know what inflatables right. are? The, the bounty the, houses. The, yeah. yeah. And the moment you pull it out of the, of the electricity, it collapse, right? That it constantly gives life to it. The same thing God created the world. God creates the world every minute. Every minute of the day, God creates the world. That's what it is. Go ahead. You said that, um, like, when we give charity, like, um, yeah. 
Yeah, there might be guy that, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Should the guys, uh, should the person who needs the money, should they say uh, the food or something? Should they say bracha before they're going to eat, even if they're about to die? Sure, but before you, no, it doesn't take so long to say the blessing. No, no, nobody will die before that. The, the point is, the idea is the name of Hashem tells us, reminds us, that God is continually creating the world every minute now. It's not the old world. It's not that God created the world and retired. God keeps creating the world every minute. The world is being recreated every second. That's why you look at a microscope, you see things, everything is moving. The world, and therefore the world is being developed. It's not the same world from 5,000 years ago. Every, every minute there is a new life, just like you living, every minute you're alive, you, you, your body, your blood has to be warm, and your, your heart has to give, pump you, and you have to have a life every minute. The same thing, the world is being constantly created. And if God, to destroy the world, God doesn't have to bring tractors. The moment he closes the power, he pulls out the plug, he pulls the plug, the whole thing disappears. Because he's constantly creating the world. That's a very important concept to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's, we say it in the prayers, God is constantly renewing the creation of the world every second. That's why every Rosh Hashanah is a new thing. It's not, we celebrate the holiday. Oh, we did it last year. It's not last year. It's a new year. It's, it's a new creation. Go ahead. Um. I had multiple thoughts. Um, so, like every, like if you order, like you buy, like you get shampoo and you use the shampoo for the first time. So you say a blessing, but you don't just say it every time. No, no, we don't say blessing for shampoo. As I <laughs> well, I'm saying like, like, like when do you? For this, okay. For this, for okay. For this, for this. That's why we say blessing every morning. That's why we say blessing every day, because you're okay. taking for for everything that you're going to enjoy the day. You understand? Depends. Very good question. Depends how long you went. You went or walked away. If you walked away, and you were on the computer for forty-five minutes. You have to say another blessing. Okay. Yes. That's I'm why. Constantly say a blessing over my cup of coffee. That's why Jews <laughs> sit down, eat a meal, they finish, and they go and they go. And that's why it's also good for your diet, not to run around and eat a whole day and a whole night. <laughs> that's why buffet that you go around and you eat and this people get. Rabbis, many rabbis get, get a whole uh, nervous attack when they see people going around and they, what is this? Sit down and eat and like a man. <laughs> and, and, say, and, and grace, say grace after meal. And, but when you, you go, you eat a little bit. If you eat a little bit and then you stop and then you have to say a blessing again, yes. Rabbi, I know um, God has many <coughs> names. Are they yes. all four, four letters or they're different? No, there is a name of three letters, Shindal Yud. There is a name of ma- many more letters, seventy-two so letters. Really but this is this is the this is their name. This is their name. Go ahead. When we continue to identify, oh wait, when a child wishes, when a child wishes to drink a little water, we use the opportunity to teach them that God is present with him in the same room, and he is therefore addressed directly as you and not he. He is also told that while drinking the water, God is creating everything, not just this world, but, of, but all of the worlds. All the worlds. There is many spiritual worlds. Very good. Okay, um, go ahead, please. The source of our strength. He must also know 
לאלוקינו, right? ברוך אתה השם. We learn so far three words. ברוך is blessing bringing it down. אתה is you. We speak to God directly. השם means that he's creating the world every minute. Now is the fourth word. אלוקינו. Go ahead. I'm sorry. everything is from God what your parents says is from God what you have is from God what your teacher and everything that's around you comes from God that's a locano now we go to the next two words of the of the pray of every blessing Melech HaOlam the king of the universe go ahead please he's intimately involved we continue that God is the king of the universe this is a contrast to those that say that God is exalted and transcends the world the world and that after they create in the universe he's confined to the seven seven heaven rather God is in the universe and its kings the king has complete control no one moves their hands and feet without the king's permission a child must know that God is the king of universe and everything is observing to him You know, many times people say that God really cares about my little thing. You really kidding? If I say the blessing on that, mm. if I take a candy, God is so busy, he has so much on his mind. You really think my little thing makes a difference? Yeah. My little thing and your little thing and his little thing is just equal by the eyes of God. What we think is a big thing in the eyes of God is also a small thing. The war between Russia and Ukraine is also could be a small thing in the eyes of God. There is no little or big Everything is equally important. God is right on this world. He's not in the seventh heaven. He's not, he's not busy only with, he's not the CEO that is impo- he's busy only with the important things. He's not busy with the little thing that's for my, my uh, secretaries to do. God, just like a satellite, takes the small, records the small thing and the big thing. It doesn't make a difference if it's small or big. Every little thing is recorded. The same thing, it's a good example for us to understand. God, every little thing is, is present, and he runs the world, and he's the king of the universe, and whatever I do, every little thing that I do matters to him. <coughs> and then we say, Shakol niyabit varo, right? Now we know the word. Go ahead, the next part of the prayer. He made it all. The blessing on water then concludes, by whose word all things come to be. While other blessings have different conclusions, this one, Shekol, is a general blessing. If a person recites this blessing for any other food, he is considered to have fulfilled his obligation. You see what you were asking? If you don't know any other blessing, you say, Shekol, and, and it's fulfilled your obligation. With those words, it's a general blessing. With, Sorry. With these words, we explain that everything was made by God, even if something appears to have been made by man. It is only an illusion. In fact, they exist only by God's word. You take, you, you say, you're sitting in front of, of the meal. You're saying, God takes out, I have it in front of me. What do you mean? That's an illusion. You think it was created by people. Really, everything that's by, even that you're sitting by the table, the food now gets life from God. If not, it would disappear. It wouldn't exist. Me and the food and the chair and the table and the room, everything is being constantly created by God. Just like inflatables. <laughs> the best example. <laughs> oh. The difference between Adonai, Adonai, Melech, Adonai, 
Hashem is God who is, was, is, and, ex- and will be. Elokeinu, that is the all-powerful, everything is from Him. Melech HaOlam is the king of the universe, is the boss. <laughs> and everything that you have to do what he wants because he's the boss and he is involved in every little thing. Let me ask you a question. Did, yeah. Did go on? You're not, like if you eat food, it doesn't matter if it's like you realize it's like kosher food or not kosher food, you can still have a blessing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to be a tough one. See, this is, can you say a blessing on food? Us, just, uh, I mean, how it's in reality should be, you know? It's like the thief who says, please, God, let me get away with it. Something like this. Yeah, I mean. Who said it? A thief. Guy's robbing a bank and he prays to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, God, help me. Can you say, depends on what I mean. Really, like, let's say, not not be strong. Maybe it should be first. As to forgiveness and then no, a prayer no, or can, whatever. Can, I don't think you should say a bracha over non-kosher meat, let's say, over pork. I don't think you can say a bracha. No, 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 not pork. An pork. example. Not pork. I'm not taking pork. it to the extreme. But just anything, like you go to a restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's It's not necessarily sure. kosher. But it's not necessarily It's complicated. Mm-hmm. A salad is a salad. You cannot say it's treif. I would need it. The dishes, the dishes, to say. It's complicated, this business. <laughs> then that's why I took the example of pork. And pork, you shouldn't say a bocha. Who said this, this class is easy, you know? That's, <laughs> that's why I took this example. I know nobody is eating pork. God forbid, ever. So what about, for instance, the soldier in combat who has to eat whatever? That he is he, he's allowed to? I mean, if, he's, if he has no other choice but he has to eat it, he's allowed to. In this case... I think he should say a bracha, yes. I cannot tell you for sure. I have to check these things out, mm-hmm. but I think so. Are horses kosher to eat? No. No. Rabbi, so this could actually follow up on the soldier uh, question. So you see, like, soldiers pray in the battlefield. There's all sure, they should pray. But essentially, they're, they're, they're praying for victory, which involves sure. killing somebody else. Sure, sure. They should pray because the other one comes to kill them. They have to pray for being successful. Yes, they should pray. Okay. Is there a prayer if you've eaten something and you didn't, like somebody gave you a baked potato and, or whatever, no. and, and, and after your first, like, like you forgot to ask and after your first fight you realize, oh, there's like a piece of bacon in there. And you, like, could you, God forgive me? You spit it out, that's it. I'm right. Well, okay, but after you spit it out, but... No, yeah, you... No, there is no... For, 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 that's prayers. Prayers is for forgiveness. Okay. For forgiveness, there is special prayers. You say, Hashem, no, Okay, so what if you say the blessing for it, and then you realize there's bacon in there? There is forgiveness for everything. And in general, I need to understand, for mistakes, we are forgiven. The problem is when it's deliberate. Okay. For mistake a mistake. God understands and res- uh, that every human being makes mistakes. We are human beings. We are not angels. We make mistakes. The problem is not when we make mistakes. When we make the same mistake again, you know, you ask from your, from your wife. What mistake? I'm sorry. You apologize in the morning, in the afternoon, <laughs> in the evening. That's it. <laughs> Tomorrow again. <laughs> then what, what you tell you, but you did the same thing yesterday. What are you asking? I'm not, I don't want to forgive you. You understand? It's when we do the same thing again and again. But mistakes, are, that's not, that's a part of life. I suppose it's Groundhog Day. Right? Yeah, people, once a year, you yeah. get a no, clean no. slate, that's it. 
No, 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 it's not Yom Kippur. We have every day Yom Kippur. <laughs> every night before we go to sleep. This gets off track a little, but you were talking about the soldier praying to succeed, to kill his enemy. Does it matter if you're on the right side of the conflict? So if you're the Confederacy versus the Union? Yeah, it's a good question. There was wars that Jews were fighting on both sides of the of the on both sides, mm-hmm. and both of them prayed to God. In every and the Jews in every country are obligated to pray on the on, on the well of the of their country. It's right now happening. Yeah, Jews, mm-hmm. Jews in Russia, they obligate. Jewish law says you have to pray for the good of your of your government, mm-hmm. and the Jews oh, in Ukraine have to pray for the good of their government. No, no matter how wrong your government is. Then you then you have to pray to God that everybody should should they should have the right decision. If you realize how wrong, you don't uh, participate. Well, you may be a conscript, right? Yeah, but so the point what? is, you because you live there, you, you can go that's, to jail. That's that's what that's what uh, you have to pray for the good of your country. That's when the Jewish people went to Babylon. The prophet told them you should pray for the good of your country. Mm-hmm. Prophet Jeremiah, if I remember correct. Okay, go ahead. Be back to you, the Rebbe. See. The most central. Now comes something in top of it. Oh, you know what? Before we start with this, we we'll go. We we'll skip this. We we'll go back to it. We we'll go to source number six because it'll be easier to understand. The sages instituted that one should bless God before performing a mitzvah, reciting Baruch Atah, because the Hebrew word Baruch... Uh, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. Go back. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> okay, go back. The, mo- the most central element and incredible concept is that even a child can bring God down. To bless and praise God, as the verse states, lift your hands in the holy place and bless God, and draw godliness down into this world. Thus, a blessing is an end in and of itself, not just a necessary requirement before enjoying something or observing a mitzvah. The blessing has independent value, bring godliness down to, into this world. It means to say the blessing is the purpose, not the blessing is a mean to the food or to enjoy life. You know, sometimes you look at the blessing as just, I want this. I'll say, God, I need to say a blessing. I say a blessing. Well, just give it to me. I enjoy it. I want the ice cream. The blessing is a mean for itself. You recognize, what's a blessing? A blessing means I'm recognizing God. The world is like, you can, I mentioned it a few times. You're coming to, a, somebody sponsors a condition show. But he's a very quiet person. He's a shy person. Then somebody gets downstairs and says, oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'm so happy you came to the Kiddush. And everybody thanks him. And the guy who actually paid for it, he's sitting on the side, embarrassed, and nobody even knows that he... That's what's going on in the world. God is the host of big party. It's called the, the universe. <laughs> Everybody comes and enjoys, and people take credit. Oh, thank you very much. The idea of a blessing is bringing God to the world, recognizing that it belongs to God. Our job as Jews is to bring, to bring to the world, you know what the job of the Jew in the world is? We are 30, 15 million Jews in a world of almost 8 billion people. The job of the Jews is to be the reminders that there is a God. That's our job. By making a blessing, by putting a mezuzah, by doing mitzvahs, by speaking thank God, by saying it. That's the job of the Jewish people. Then the whole purpose of blessing is elevating the world. What means elevating the world? Bringing the awareness of God to to ourselves and to everyone around us. Then the blessing is a purpose of itself. Go ahead. Um, You want to continue? Source number six. The sages instituted that one should bless God before performing a mitzvah reciting Baruch Atah because the Hebrew word Baruch is from the world Mabrich channeling. 
from the concept in which one layers and vine branch through the ground to sprout a new vine. This symbolizes the channeling of blessing from the spiritual worlds to our world. Therefore, it is written by Joseph that they call him Avreich, a very similar world, word, <clears throat> because Joseph was the righteous man who connected with them and channeled blessings uh, from... Basically, the, the word Baruch in Hebrew means channeling, channeling the blessing of God to the world. The point of this blessing, continue. Uh, the point of this blessing is to channel from and connect to a higher world, revealing the king of the world, in order that God's kingship be evident to all. Okay, very good. Now we go to source number seven. Now we have to skip, and then we go back to the paragraph. I'm sorry. Rabbi Nachanai, the head of the rabbinic school in Mata... Ma was a place in, in Babylon. Said King David, peace of, on his name, initiated a hundred blessings to be recited every day. King David created a, an idea that he should say a hundred blessings a day. A day, every day. Why? This is because there came a point when many Jews in Israel were dying and David was unaware as to why it was happening until it was revealed to him by divine intervention and he then instituted the hundred blessings for Israel. That's written well, a hundred Jews were dying every day. It's a mistake here. A hundred Jews were dying every day and he didn't and, the, and he and he was and he was asking God, he wanted an answer. And he came up with this idea. It came to his mind, a spiritual connection with God. He had like, almost like a prophecy to tell him that by, by starting to say a hundred blessings a day, the plague will stop. And that we have a law today that we say a hundred blessings a day. How we reach our hundred blessings? You know the Amida service, right? The Amida serving during the week is of 19 blessings. Mm -hmm. Three Amidas a day, how much is it? 57. 57. Now there is the blessing we say in the morning, another 15. <laughs> then there is doing the prayers, another few blessings. We have we are already like 70, 80. With, with the food that we eat every day, we have 100 blessings a day. The problem comes on Shabbat. Shabbat, the Amidah is shorter. Mm -hmm. You come with Shabbat, the prayer is longer, but the Amidah itself <laughs> is shorter. It's only seven blessings. But there's Musaf. With the Musaf, it's a problem. Yeah. You're right, yeah. Musaf helps a little bit. It's another seven blessings. Three in the beginning, three in the end, and there is in the middle one blessing. Mm -hmm. That's how the Amida service on Shabbat is structured. The three in the, meaning, in the beginning, three in the end, it's in every, in every prayer, in every Amida, during the week in Shabbat. But in, in, in the, uh, during the week in the middle, there is all the other blessings. In Shabbat, it's only one blessing. Therefore, we do more, we eat more different foods on Shabbat to be, have the opportunity to say blessings. Now we'll go back to the hundred uh, per day, this paragraph. Yeah, please. One hundred per day. This point is clear from the sage's enactment that a person must make 100 blessings every day. In order to complete this number on Shabbos, a person must go out of his way to derive benefit from the world. This shows us that even regarding blessings made for enjoying worldly matters, the blessing isn't just a prerequisite for eating the fruit. Eating the fruit is for the sake of making a blessing. Thus, the simple act of saying a blessing thus contains the entire concept of Torah, education, in man's service of God. Because I am here to, why I eat? Not because I want to eat, because I need another blessing. People actually do it. They live like this. They say, oh, this is a different, I need, I need, I need another four blessings. People calculate, I mean, I'm not so busy with that, but people calculate <laughs> the blessing. Then you eat for the sake of blessing. Usually we, we make a blessing for the sake of eating. 
you eat for the sake of blessing. You know that some people live to eat and some people eat to live. Now, in a, well, most spiritual sense, they eat for the sake of making a blessing. Is that bulimic people who can't eat or don't eat a lot? Is bulimia, right? Bulimia, yeah, so they, you make them religious first. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> and then they force them to eat. <laughs> You're right. Continue. Um, please, they, they go back to the, the last paragraph, the Rebbe. In the, this, this page, yeah. Uh, go back. Baden, oh, Baden. Yes, we please. explain all of this even to a young child. As soon as he or she is capable of saying the blessing, we give them the deepest concepts, and not as an extraordinary measure, but as a regular part of the life and education of a Jewish child. Educate the child according to his abilities means to give him all of the details from one side of the spectrum to the other. Okay, now I want to tell you something. This paragraph before that we read on page 12, this little paragraph that we just read is the old concept. You eat, for, you eat for the sake of the blessing. You don't say the prayer. That's a, the highest level of a Jew what God, what Chesidus is teaching. You understand what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You don't say the blessing because I want to eat the ice cream. I eat the ice cream because I want to have an opportunity to say a blessing. I enjoy the world because I want an opportunity to say thank you to God. Not I'm saying thank you. Here is how, for example, with charity, money is a thing to understand. Do I ever, I give 10%, I give $10 from the $100, I should be able to enjoy the 90? Or I give 10, or I, or I, or I work for $100 to have the opportunity to give 10? You understand what I'm saying? What is the main part? What is the focus? Is the focus the food and the blessing is a mean to the goal? Or the focus is the Blessing and the food is the mean. It's just a, a, a tool to get to it. It's, it's what I can do for the country or the country can do for me. Is it about me, the benefit? Would I get food? Or it's about praising God? Then on Shabbat, when we have to say 100 blessings a day and we, say, and, we, and we look for other opportunities to say a blessing, it's, we, we engrave in our life that we are here for God. We are not here to the food. I am here to serve God. Not, is, not God is here to serve me. This concept is what Judas, is what Chassidus is all about. I am here to serve God. Not God is here to serve me. So Thank you're you. saying JFK stole the idea from... from Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this speech was actually written by a Jew like with Russian roots. Really? Yeah. Only a Jew can come up with such an idea. Thank you for telling me. I knew it's coming from yeah. the oh, Godliness. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Very good. Yeah. Find out his name.